Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. You know I like old t-shirts. I keep most of mine under a tire iron in the trunk of my car. But now there's a better way. T-Fury. It's the original pop culture t-shirt destination. Selling unique designs every day since 2008. Are you missing a shirt from the past and want to get it again? Head to the T-Fury Gallery. Who knows what you might find there? Maybe that John Rambo shirt you've been missing. Maybe that Michael McDonald shirt. Who knows? T-Fury covers all your favorite topics. They get everything from sci-fi, TV, movies. All the shirts are a perfect complement to the long or short Jonathans you might be wearing. So check it out. Also, don't forget about T-Fury After Hours sale. If you miss the day's shirt by only a little, they keep the sale going into the wee hours of the morning just for you. So check out tfury.com forward slash Nerdist and see what today's shirt is all about. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Hey, Cash, uh, who's your guest this week? Well, uh, Aristotle, um... I have a guest that has been on a few times, a T.J. Miller. Oh, uh, has he done the show before? Yeah, he's done it a couple times. Um, you know, I, I actually have him on periodically, like when somebody falls out or something happens to other guests, you know. Uh, sometimes I'll have him on. Um, I always enjoy having him, uh, but I feel really bad. I don't know what I'm going to do about today's episode. I I got a petition from, well, there's 12 and a half signatures here. Um, saying that they don't, they no longer want T.J. Miller to be on my show. Well, you got to yeah. tell him. Well, I know. I, I just, uh, I, I know the show means so much to him. This is kind of the show that when he was kind of down and out, kind of lifting him up and put him on the map. I think a lot of people had never heard of him before he did my show, and now he's becoming like a big star. And I feel like this show means a lot to him. I don't know how I'm going to tell him. There's this petition saying. But the people have spoken. They no longer want him to be on the show. And it's just going to be really hard for me. I think, Aristotle, I think what I might do is just tell him towards the end of the show because I don't know what I'm going to do. I, it's just very stressful. He's a friend, too. He's a friend. It's hard to break bad news to a friend. But, you know, the, the people have spoken. They no longer enjoy, uh, you know, his guesthood on my show. So, anyway. Oh, wait. Here he comes. Wait. 
Uh, hi. Hey, Cash. Hey, buddy. How you I doing? I just walked in from downstairs. Yeah, I, I heard I went that. up the short flight of stairs. It's where you're in wood shoes today. Yep. Wood shoes on wood floors. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a Swedish feel to things today. Oh, yeah. Have you met uh, Aristotle? He's uh, hey, producing Aristotle. today. Yeah, he's uh, producing. Not a lot of people named Aristotle, um, and I like it. I like it, it Aristotle. I mean, I always think, I don't know why people don't go in that direction more. Galileo also. Yeah, it's, uh, Sophocles. Yeah, I wish yeah. I would have met somebody. I knew a guy named Sisyphus. Sophocles. Sisyphus. Yeah, Sisyphus. You know, just to sort of kind of let the kid know early on about the sort of fruitlessness of life. Yeah. Do you, re- you ever read Neomachian Ethics? Mm-hmm. Nothing Aristotelian? I've tried. We've all tried. Yeah, it's hard to get through, isn't it's, it? No, I love it. Well, are you are you ready to do the podcast? This I is would a, love you to. Know, this is I'm really so, you know I'm, I've had a really tough day and just gotten a lot of bad news throughout the day. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh. it'll be nice to do the show. You know, the show oh. always lifts me up and makes me feel better. Thank you for having me. Oh well, no, it's no problem at all. It's just sometimes you know things. Sometimes things come to an end earlier than you'd think it's it's one of those things you know but i i love having you on the show i just it's sometimes i bad love news doing comes the show in, sometimes bad news comes in bunches almost really have you noticed that well i've gotten i'd say a ton of bad news i'd say I've, really i've gotten maybe 50 or 60 bad <sighs> news sort of deliveries today Ooh, yeah 50 or 60 in one day yeah it's just the phone rings off the hook with people having things that you know that are really sad to me, but anyway, oh. so let's do the show. I, I don't want. I don't want to harp on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's just. Well, the show must go on. Yes. Well, let's do the show, and uh, you know, as we like to do sometimes on the show, we like to start off with the uh, triple, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. round. Uh, triple banger lightning round. That was good, Aristotle. He was quick. He was really quick. Wasn't He's a he? quick draw. Quick on the keys. He's a quick draw. What drives faster, Tupperware? Or your undercarriage? This was based on a question by Matthew Ryan. Tupperware. Tupperware drives. Matthew Ryan wrote, given an infinite amount of time, will wet Tupperware ever dry? Ever. And then in parentheses, it won't. You have to club it. I like that. (laughs) But I was thinking in terms of Tupperware also, uh, your undercarriage never really dries either. It Mine doesn't, doesn't really. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to it stays get to. It's fairly humid, and you need an actual a separate undercarriage towel. At least yeah. that's how what I do with it, or an undercarriage blow dryer. Yeah, an undercarriage blow dryer is pretty uh, ambitious. Have you? Do you think people do that? Oh yeah. Your theory is everyone does something. I do it to the, somebody out I do there to the on I Mars. Make, I do it to the women I make love with. Really? Yeah. After you blow they, dry the after undercarriage. After they climax, I blow dry the undercarriage. Hmm. That's a that's a nice touch. I love it. Does it? What? Are, I have a I have a blow dryer that's specifically for that. What about in a fooper glue situation? You know, you don't, if you're trying to get the glue to dry quickly, use the blow dryer. But <laughs> otherwise, if you're if you're if you're if you're gluing the foop up top. <laughs> what was your answer? I can't even remember now. Uh, Tupperware. Tupperware dries faster. Okay. I agree with you. I agree with you. Triple banger lightning round. Question two. two. Question two. Lemon in your water. Thanks for the garnish or thanks for the weak lemonade? <laughs> it is weak lemonade, right? I right. Mean, uh, what are you doing? Why don't Los you Angeles, everybody's such an asshole that they, you know, you should really get lemon in your water because it aids digestion. It's just like... I, I don't like when they assume that I want lemon in my water. Yeah, why mm-hmm. do they assume I have bad digestion? Why do they assume that I don't want lime thing. with my water? Why do they assume I want water? Because maybe I asked for water? 
Yeah, but you know they don't need to bring it over with a fruit garnish. Why not bring it over the strawberry? Why is the default drink that they bring water in the first place? Why isn't it just? What, are there places where it's just something alcoholic? It's just gin. Where it's just that's the default thing. I wish. Is there? What's the most alcoholic country? Probably in Russia, right? Would you say? Yeah, is it default drink vodka it's where Eastern they just bring block, vodka yeah. to your table? Yeah, I think maybe. And then you have to ask for water special. You have to order, order water. Water. <laughs> water costs money. The vodka's free. <laughs> Triple banger lightning Lady round. Question, question three. three. This comes from Zach Williams. And I never get around to maskers, so sometimes I'm using them as triple bangers. And hardest way to peel an orange with your forehead, with someone else's forehead, with a hammer, or with another orange? With another orange, for sure. <laughs> you think that's the hardest one? I think it'd be so awkward fun. to try to open your orange on someone else's forehead. Really? Yeah. You don't see any conflict of interest there? I think if you push it against somebody's head enough that the skin breaks, then it's easy to The skin to of their feel. forehead or the skin of the orange? Ideally, the skin of the orange. If you yeah. break the skin of the forehead, you're pushing too hard. Yeah. If you break the skin of someone's Folks. forehead with an orange, you're pushing too hard. <laughs> Ladies, you know what I'm talking about, fellas? Go to the orchard. I think the age of the person you're pushing the orange against their forehead. I think that matters. I don't think you want to. Yeah. I don't. You want to open an orange on the forehead of a super and the old size person. Of the orange. People say size and, like bruisable skin. Yeah. You don't want bruisable skin or a bruisable orange. You don't want an old orange. I think yeah. it has to do with the age of the, the orange and the th- age of the person. The worst thing you can do is an old orange on an old forehead. That would be the worst because then you have two bruises on yeah. both heads. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think the easiest one is the hammer. Right. Mm. Wouldn't that be the easiest one? Oh, yeah. That'd be the easiest. Or that's the how, hardest. That's how I oh, the those. hardest way. Okay. The hardest way to peel an orange with another orange. Yeah, you actually exactly. rub the two oranges. And what, what does that friction create? We know that rubbing two sticks together creates fire. Some orange juice. I, I believe it creates Julius. Really? Yeah. That's how Orange Julius came about. <laughs> it's like rubbing a genie lamp. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with that. Absolutely. Um. I had something to say about all this. I, I had something very... A good time to try and remember what that is or think about it is on the show. Yeah, on the show. Yeah. No, I had something I really was was thinking about in terms of the uh, forehead. Oh, I know what it was. I got to tell you, I think, you know, I've talked to before about how much, so much lo- someone loves you is based on if, you know, how hard they try not to wake you up. I think that's a real factor in how much they love you. <laughs> I also think that someone that opens and peels an entire orange and gives it to you is a real gesture. Of love. Yeah. What do you think? I agree. That's a huge gesture of love. They're that doing says all a lot. the work and getting none of the reward. Exactly. If you, if you wonder if someone loves you, give them an orange and see, what, see where it goes. See what happens. What about if they share the orange with you? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. What, okay. What percentage? I think that's, that's what it is. If they take 50%, that, that shows where the love is. In some ways, you could say if they peel I like the to give orange, someone ninety percent of my orange. What if I you just, just take one, one little sliver? Slice, yeah. One sliver. Would that? Would someone be almost too uh, too flexible, too subservient if they give the entire orange? Maybe you have to take back a little orange for yourself. Maybe you should have at least one sliver. Yeah, I like that you call them slivers of orange. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but which that is, is also the title of, of my unauthorized, unauthorized autobiography: "Slivers of an Orange." <laughs> 
That's why the twelve and a half love you, even though sometimes yeah. they're sometimes they're not. You know, they they do love you though. They really do. I just well, want you to know that people. in advance. I want you to know the twelve and a half really loves you. They do. They really like what you do. I, I think they just you know they've they've heard a lot. You've been on the show a lot, but they really do love you. I just want you to know that. Uh, what what are the other marks of like how much someone loves you? Okay, the orange. I think the twelve and a half would peel an orange for you and just eat one sliver. Yeah, I think they would. Um, I like it when a, a girlfriend uh, wears like one of my pieces of clothing for the first time. I like that. I don't think that's a mark of love, though. That might be a prelude no, to really. getting some I shit mean, stolen make, making from your, a closet. Making your bed in the morning. Hmm. If you leave to go to work and when you come home, your bed is made, that's, pretty, that's a pretty cool thing. What about the note? There has to be a note there when you come back if they left after you. There has to be a note. You will look for the note. Mm-hmm. You'll be upset if there's no note. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't expect it, but yeah, when it's there, you oh, I it. expect the note. You expect? Notes. I expect the note if I left first. Yeah. From my apartment, I come would back. Would you leave a note if 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 she left first? I would. You would. Yeah, I would. At her apartment. Yeah, I would. Yeah, but I'd hide it. Ah. Yeah, and then when she got upset that it wasn't there, yeah, I would act really sort of hurt that she thought that about me, and then I'd say, "Check under the toilet seat." Yeah, it's where, where you're putting you these know. notes in toilets. I don't know if that's the best place Check to put it. Check inside the orange that was unpeeled. Yeah, yeah. How did I do that? I'm a magician. You peeled it back around yeah. the note, yeah. <laughs> I leave a note saying that there's. I didn't leave any note. It what just if you says, find, sorry that I didn't leave a note. What? How would you think it would be perceived if you found her diary, Yeah. opened up a page, like mid-diary where it, nothing's written and write the note there. Do you think that would be helpful or not? You think she'd be paranoid you read her diary? She'd be paranoid, She yeah, would. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Start a new journal and write a fake entry for her that's like, oh, boy, that lovemaking <laughs> session was just an absolute dream. You know, with like 30 or 40 E's and A's. And then, uh, you know, and then put, and also today... <laughs> Let's move it along to uh, where were you? Just write her name over yeah. and over with your last name and the little hearts over the eyes. <laughs> where were you? This is a section called Where Were You? We don't have the music on this, uh, Aristotle. For some reason, it's gotten lost. So what we do is we play What Hurts. Because Where Were You often hurts. Cash and TJ intimately want yes. to know What Hurts. Uh, we wanted to talk about something that happened on the set of, of, of a show you were yes. shooting. It was a very unique situation that happened. Can you uh, tell the story? I'm stunned okay, that so, it, I, I almost, I, both of us were like, did that really just happen? I'm not sure it did. So we went over and there was a background artist that was smoking a cigarette and I asked for a lighter. And the guy gives to me, he goes, hey, you know, th- I was like, thank you for doing the show. He's like, oh, thanks for having me. This is great. And I go, I'm TJ. And he's like, I'm Amian. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Uh, thanks for the light. And then we walked away. And as we we're walking away, it was maybe like a beat, like there's a four or five seconds. And then I turned to you and I go, did he just say I am, I'm Batman? And you said, I think he did. I, I was thinking it also. And it was, it was just so perfect. He said it, it was just mumbled enough, but it was just like, uh, hi, I'm TJ. I'm Batman. Hi, I'm Batman. Well, and for me, Batman. part of the story. Batman. I'm, I'm Batman. <laughs> You're Batman? Yeah. How could, for me, part of the story is why didn't either of us clarify yeah we both heard that. Wait, what is like your... are we that not curious are we that like self-absorbed that neither of us would bother to just i mean you'd think that would have got our attention i didn't want to get into the conversation that was going to ensue if he was batman mm-hmm. 
And I, it wasn't worth okay. staying if he was like, what did you think I said? And we'd say, Batman. Okay. And then okay. he's like, ha, ha, ha. And we're like, ha, 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 ha. It's much better to walk away for a second and then have a Take deeper stock. connection with your friend on the fact that both of you thought he said, I'm Batman. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, but as we walked back towards that area, you can't deny you didn't look for him. Wanting to clarify a few, you know, a few maybe ten minutes. I later. didn't want to clarify. I no, wanted to you never live forever would. in mystery. If he said, "I'm Emma," did he say, "I'm, I'm Batman. Batman"? I'm Batman. He's, he really just kind of saying under his breath too. So we can't quite be sure that's what he said. But I believe if we both heard it that way, I, it's like you know, I often hear a song. I'm at a, a restaurant or something. Have you come up with this theory? It's not that profound. But if I think a certain, uh, if I like that, sounds like that song such and such. Ninety five percent of the time, it is that song. That I thought it was. Wow. Because that's what it sounds like. Yeah. No, but have you noticed that? You question songs yourself. Songs usually sound you often, exactly like, like the themselves. ones that they are. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Songs often sound like themselves. Yes. Yeah. That's almost a practical living in the modern age. You know, songs sound like themselves. Yeah. But don't you agree? Sometimes you question yourself. You're like, that sounds just like uh, taking it to the streets. Yeah. I've done that with one particular friend for sure. Yeah. Because it never is taking it to the streets. <laughs> But, but it's uh, you'll miss that song yeah what, what do you have to miss I, I love having you on the show I really do uh, I love, I, I love being on the show Where I, I just want to know what he I was just confused like if he did say I'm Batman is he saying like I don't give a shit about you or it doesn't matter I don't care to introduce myself as who I really am so I'm just going to say I'm Batman is that something that he always does because it's a pretty funny thing to do in general. Like, I mm-hmm, encourage you mm-hmm. to the 12 and a half at some point over the course of the next week to, when someone asks for their name, you go, I'm Batman. And you go, what? And you go, I'm David. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, or whatever your name is. You know, we talk Don't about, say David if you're a woman. Here's something I often do, and I don't, I don't see what you think about this, because you're, 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 you're growing in, in your level of fame right now, and see if you think, so you, you, you see the, the split side of it. We talked last week about uh, you know Vin Diesel playing the part of Cash Levy on, yes. the, on the movie Cashing In with T.J. Miller, and T.J. Miller being played by portrayed, uh, by, Carrot portrayed Top, by Carrot Top, the actor and comedian. And you know, here's the thing: when people say to me, "You look like so and so," by the way, they they don't often say Vin Diesel. <laughs> really? But no, they don't. I'm surprised at but that. But has anyone told you you look like so and so? And it's always a famous person. And it really bothers me when they do that. I, I feel like they're demeaning me. They're basically saying that person's more important than you. You look like yeah, him. Right, so I always will like say, him. no, he looks like me. That must create that some uncomfortable tension. Yeah, no, I'm sure a lot of people tell him he looks like me. And yeah. I, I say it very combatively. <laughs> and then I say, I'm Batman. And yeah. I walk away. But now I, I get I'm very Batman. upset about it. I actually find it very insulting. I know they don't mean to insult me. They usually pick out someone, I think, that they generally pick out a fella from uh, Stanley Tucci. Yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't enjoy that. And I have nothing against Stanley Tucci. Well, actually, I do dislike Stanley Tucci very much now because I keep getting – because it, no one's comparing him to me. And I don't think he's a superior human being to me because he's been in a few movies. Do you? Yes, I do. You do? Okay. Okay. We're glad we no, established no, no, that. No, no, no. I don't, now, here's I'm... what you do instead. Here's what I was thinking of doing. And I've done a couple times and it works. You get really, a lot of people compare me. Here's another way of doing it. You go, they compare me to uh, Danny DeVito. Or you pick someone that's really not considered a very good looking person. Yeah. And then they're like, no, you're much better looking than Danny DeVito. And then in that way, you get to criticize a celebrity. Yeah. 
and you are praised in some ways. Right. All in one foul swoop. So what do you think about that strategy? That is a practical living in the modern age. That's what that is, a practical living in the modern age. So, in an inefficient yeah. and out of date way, <laughs> not as quick, Aristotle. Uh, keys. in the modern age. Now, Aristotle got you know he gets compared to Aristotle, and a lot of people don't know what he looked like, so that makes it complicated. Right. Now uh, we were talking about where we were. Um, I had a dream that my wife cheated on me. Really? Yeah, and I was. This is about a week ago, and I've been holding it against her for about a week. Good. Um, do you think that's fair? Is it, no. is it fair to hold someone's dream, your dream against somebody else? No way. I used to have a girlfriend dream. that I would wake up and she would be like, you were so mean to me in my dream last night. And I'm like, but that doesn't have anything to do with me. You shouldn't be mad at me. You should be mad at yourself. You're the one that made me mad at you. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was your brain that concocted it, you know? I do think dreams are a great way to bring up a conversation you didn't want to, you know, that's awkward to bring up. You know? Yeah, if you have a if you have a Something conversation you really that you say. know is going to be a nightmare, yeah, bring up your dreams. <laughs> That's a good quote. That's a quotable. That's a quotable. There should be something beyond cash phrases that's called, that's called the quotable. Because that's more of a sentence. Like a lunchable, but quotable. A lunchable. It should be a T.J. Miller quotable. Single serving quotes. Yeah, because that's a good quote. It's true, though. So you bring up, you want to you bring up like uh, something that's awkward. Um, maybe, I don't know. So maybe a bunch of people have gathered to try to kick you off a team or a yeah. show or something, and you you don't want to. So you you mention a dream, where a dream sequence where mm-hmm. you know something happened where that person was left behind. Um, you know, like I had a dream like that the other night where like a bunch of people didn't want the show to go on, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Yeah, I can't imagine the show not going on. I couldn't imagine yeah. being on it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I love it. I yeah. love the show. Yeah, but I, I, driving over here, I realized something about myself. Here's another. Where were you? I was driving over here. Do you, um, when someone cuts you off in traffic and it's an extra large car, do you hold it against them and do you call them by the car's name? I don't, but I could. I, I know people that say like, "Well, come on, Ford hey, Mustang, get out of the way, fucking Armada." Yeah. Huh? Hey, Tundra, move your ass. Hey, Ford Fiesta, go away. Yeah, you you call them by their... Mm. Now, but the bigger the car, the more I hold it against them, because I don't think it's fair that people are driving tanks. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird when you get cut off by a very small car. Mm. Like a little two-seater, a smart mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. What do you think the percentage of people cutting people off is done in smart cars? Higher, because I think that they know... Yeah, because people are... Don't you think people are... Uh, no, you're, that's not true. It's not higher. Don't you think sometimes they're like, no one would hit me. I'm I'm basically in a really tiny car. Yeah, not. It doesn't. I don't think they would have enough confidence to cut somebody mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smart car gives people a lot of credit, doesn't it? Yep. Sure does. <laughs> That's a, that's not a quotable. I was trying for a, person, a quotable. A per, a person, I was trying for a TJ Miller quotable. A, a person likes <laughs> yeah, yeah. get a response someone, out of you. But you know what? If someone's in a smart car, I don't I don't always go like, oh great, you know that's great. You know, I mean, you would think that if someone's in a smart car, you're like that's great, good for them, good you know? for the environment. But it doesn't. I'm, I'm just like that's most such of the a time. Car. Most of the time, time, when I see a smart car, I'm thinking, how do they how do they have enough room for their stuff? That's mainly what I think. Yeah. And look how dangerous that car is. That's usually yeah, what I think. What I usually it, think, wow, that person's still off, alive. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like really fat guys in a smart car. Like fat enough that they could wear it. 
Yeah. Instead of park it. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of your diatribe about wearing a barrel. The smart car is the barrel of cars. That's exactly right. That's what it is. You wear it like a barrel. That's a T.J. Miller quotable. No, it's not. <laughs> Only T.J. Miller can do a quotable. I don't even know. If, I, I just like quotables. Quotables. Yeah, yeah. Sort That's of like launchable. I should like people in smart cars because they travel light, you know? Oh, uh, I just had a trip to Vegas. You did? On Thursday. Last Thursday, where I actually uh, flew. Uh, the, I was going to fly back the same day because the show was at 7. So I wore just the outfit I was going to wear on stage, no uh, luggage whatsoever, just my jacket. Yeah. Okay. And uh, as I was getting to the airport, TJ, there was uh, there was a line like literally like a quarter of a mile uh, of people, and I was like, I'm never going to get on this flight. And it turns out those were all people. Those were all people. Those were all people just checking stuff. You know, chicken chow mein, things of that nature. Checking, chicken, checking, checking. Someone were just checking bag checks. Yeah, uh, ladles, whatever. People were checking stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got right on the flight. And this is how obsessive and weird I'm getting. I'm flying. I've, it's such a neat thing. I'm just going to fly right home after the show. Yeah. And the jacket started to feel like too much luggage for me. This is how I'm getting a little weird. I'm getting sort of obsessive. Wearing the jacket. Yeah, just having the jacket. And I've never liked the jacket. I've had it for like why six don't years. Why you put that in the overhead like, why compartment? Do you, why do you, I, I, you know, I, I had some stuff. That can to, be your carry-on luggage. No, because that, that, then it becomes luggage. And I didn't, that, mm. the whole point is to have no luggage, nothing that, you're, nothing that you feel responsible for. Was it a puffy jacket? Was it's, it a larger puffy, jacket or was puffy, it a light jacket? It's a puffy jacket. That's a problem. It's a puffy jacket. That's how it's I felt a, that's about it. That's a puffy problem. And I've never liked the jacket. It's weird when you have a piece of clothing you haven't liked for like six years and you just keep it for no reason. I don't know why, just because you bought it. It was like an $80 jacket. It was no big deal. So you'll never believe what I did. Right. I, this made me feel so good. I decided I wanted to travel even lighter, and I gave the jacket away in Las Vegas. Whoa. Yeah. To then come back with I nothing. Get, I had nothing. Who'd you give it to? the way back. The guy at 7-Eleven. Wow. Yeah. Did he compliment the jacket before? Not really. I just said, do you want my jacket? I don't know why. He goes, why would you give me your jacket? And I go, I've never really liked it. Do you like it? And he's like, yeah, it's good. So I gave him my jacket. I took all the stuff out of the pockets first. Yeah, you got to do that. Or you leave like some illegal paraphernalia and call the, yeah. the police immediately. Yeah. That felt good, though, to travel lighter than what you left with. I love that. I love I'm going to do something soon called flying naked. Okay. I, I, I know that should be self-explanatory, but what, it, what is that? Yeah, that's where you actually fly naked, where you just, you, you actually. Oh, you're in the nude. Yeah, you're actually in the nude. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, you're in the nude. Well. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to essential questions of human nature. What do you think? Yeah, let's let's answer some essential questions. Essential, let's essentially answer some questions. Essential questions of human nature. Um, can you forget how to have fun? Is it like habitual? Because sometimes I, my wife and I had a date. We got a we got a um, you know a, a, a babysitter, and we right. went out date night. Date night, and we didn't really know what to do with ourselves. I'm starting to think it's habitual. You can forget how to have fun. Yeah. You have to practice having fun at least two or three times a week. And I think it's possible you can not party enough in your life. What do you yeah. think about this? I like that. You, I, knew, I thought you might like that. Yeah, just that you need to, you need to practice your partying. You need to mm-hmm. keep, keep your partying in practice. You need to keep your partying in practice because you can stop learning. You know, there was, a, there was a, uh, a masker's where someone said, can you be fun? I'm going to try to find it here. I don't know if I'll be able to find it quickly enough. Where someone said, can you... Can you be fun if you never have dessert or coffee? No. 
Here it is. Adam uh, Nico let let N I K U L I C Z uh, at Good after answer. the bowl writes. Uh, oh wait, no, no, it was Lisa Peterson. <laughs> Adam Nikowitz wrote a uh, finger knees. That was his question. I'm not sure what finger knees. I like that finger knees. Finger knees. That was a whole different joints. Those are your yeah, those joints, are your joints. Yeah. I like that finger knees. Yeah, that's knuckles. Even, yeah, that's almost better than uh, knuckles or finger knees than uh, leg elbows. <laughs> uh, but no, Lisa Peters uh, writes. Uh, can you trust people? Who don't eat dessert or don't drink coffee. What do you think? Oh, trust them. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. You trust can trust them. them. I, I don't. I don't totally. Because you can trust, trust people, people that aren't fun. I think you. People that aren't fun are more trustworthy. What do you think? Really? Mm-hmm. No, I don't agree with that. No? No. If you're not fun, A, it doesn't matter if you're trustworthy or not because I don't want to tell That's you fine. any secrets or hang out with you. You really think that being fun makes you more trustworthy? Not more, but I don't think any less. But I don't know. I think if we came up with a graph, I think you'd, I think there'd be – no? You do. You think – I mean, Yeah. I, you know, I, it, to me, I don't totally trust people who don't, uh, who are abstinent of, a, a, you know, more than one or two things and they have to have good reasons for it. Somebody doesn't drink and they don't eat sugar and they don't drink coffee. Nah. You don't trust them. As well. I don't want them in my van. Yeah. <laughs> or your smart car. Yeah. I don't want them in my smart car. There's no room for them in the smart car. <laughs> It's such a question of human nature. Uh, I, I read an interesting article about creativity and about Duke Ellington and uh, the Beatles. Yeah. And the idea was that sometimes they get a lot of flack because a lot of the ideas that came to them musically, uh, for example, Duke Ellington, uh, 50 years of, of wonderful jazz music, but he was playing with all these musicians that were coming up with the ideas. And really, he was just harnessing those ideas. Yeah. And he's not considered a great uh, artist as a result amongst some musicians and uh, some musical people. Really? And the Beatles uh, sampled so many different kinds of music from so many different people that, uh, you know, some people also think that maybe they didn't, quote, steal these, these different ideas. But, that, you know, they lifted them. that inspiration mm-hmm. has to be with the original idea. And the point of the article is that what's more impressive than just inspiration, that we value inspiration in Western society. But we don't value the work that comes into harnessing that idea afterwards. And that's where the real magic comes. What do you think about that? I thought it was an interesting point because a lot of comedians get a lot of flack for uh, being influenced by so-and-so or he reminds me of so-and-so. And And really, it's the work. Everyone has good ideas in the shower every day. Everyone has good ideas in their smart car. And that's what the smart car is all about. Everyone has good ideas in the shower. That's a quotable. Yeah. Everyone has a good idea, uh, you know, when they reach in their pocket and find a piece of paper and someone just gave them a jacket at a 7-Eleven and, you know, that person by mistake left a great joke inside. But the idea is getting that idea and that idea itself shouldn't be what you get the credit for. It's flushing out the idea and that's what these guys were so good at. It's the the execution because that's where the work comes in, trying to orchestrate and organize the idea. What do you think about that? I mean, agreed. Yeah. And I also think repurposing stuff. Well, disgusting when you're selling somebody something they've already bought, but you've sort of remixed it or something. Like a music album, for instance. Like if you had a music album called the Extended Play EP, and then you wanted people to buy another album that was just that remixed. The elite, like let's say it's called the Illegal Art Remix Tape of the Extended Play EP. To sell both of those things is pretty despicable, I think. 
Um, but yeah, no, you're, if you're standing on the shoulders of giants, <laughs> how's he supposed to see over the fence? <laughs> I learned a great expression today that, uh, wait, this just, dog gave birth and is there was this two different Mark types Cardible? of dogs. No, no. Okay. There's two different types of dogs that yeah. came out of the mother dog. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, this guy goes, yeah, my vet said she's a real, uh, fence jumper. That's what you call a slut in the dog world. Interesting. A real, a real fence a fence jumper. jumper. Yeah. A slut. Yeah, you know why? Because jumper. she's going into the other uh, backyard. She is doing that doggy style. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great. That's great. Ah, uh, that's great. No, that, that was that. That is. Uh, it's the execution. That's what I'm saying. The execution of jumping the fence, not just the idea of doing it. Right. Exactly. That's where the art comes in. Yeah. But we do. We give a lot of credit just for the ideas. Yeah. In America, especially, right, we want to point with them was, on our own. Yeah, and the point, too, was that a lot of these great musicians in Duke Ellington's band, they had had those ideas for 15 years. They'd come up with a great set of, uh, of notes they were playing right. you know, in succession, but no one would ever have heard those uh, tunes if someone hadn't got together and really organized the whole thing. Right, exactly. So, you know, and been recorded. something to be said So in that way, they can live in immortality through Duke Ellington. Yeah, yeah. What they were upset about is not getting paid for it, and, and the hmm. article said that was justified. That that really they're not upset that their artistry was stolen from them. Right. They were said they still want to see their due. Right. Yeah, you just want people's ideas to get paid for. You yeah, know, that's that's basically uh, how they felt about that. Let's move along to something we like to call practical living in the modern age. What do you think about that? I like it. Yeah. In an inefficient and out of date way, we bring you. Practical living in the modern age. I'm going to give you a hypothetical. Okay. What do you do with your spare room? What do you think is the best thing to do with it? Office. Writing room. Yoga studio. Holding area for lesbians. See, that was the idea. Now let's flush that out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I, I think the map room would be cool. I'd like to have a whole room with just maps. I'd what like to have think? a whole room with You just with lie all in clocks. the middle and just dream. All clocks? Yeah, there's just like 100 let's, clocks. Let's move clock it along collection. to uh, Tiny Opinions. Speaking of clocks. Though they are, in fact, normal-sized men, they have tiny opinions. That was the quickest transition we've ever done because I did want to talk to you about that. Don't you think people are setting their clocks too fast at their house? Who are they fooling? I think if you set it anything beyond say three to five minutes, you can't set your clock 35, five, yeah, 45 five minutes, minutes fast. Everyone's, no one's even, everyone's just discounting your clock yeah. at that point. You're not going to fool yourself into getting to a place early. You're someone that's not always on time because you're no. busy. You're busy. How, how fast do you set your clocks? They're all right behind. on the money. I think they're behind. Yeah, yeah. I think that's they're like 10 to 15 minutes behind. That's true, too. But I always keep the exact time on my watch. Are there people that are too prompt and they need to set their clocks back? Yeah, like 10 that's to 15 a good question. Minutes? I wonder if anybody's ever been like, I'm always early for stuff. i got to push my clock back. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. <laughs> it is. It's a good way to do it. To show off. Yeah. But have you noticed some people, their clock is like 45 minutes fast? Like, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's, it's going too far. It really is. We're going to finish up with a, uh, a section. Too much. We like to call it. It's maskers. just too much. It's maskers. That's what this is. Like 85% of superheroes, this is maskers. Now, God damn it. If any of these questions are about masks, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> so 
sick of it. <laughs> maskers, uh, we have a lot of great maskers, and I, I'm not getting to them enough. And I appreciate you guys sending them in. It's, it's. I, I know it means a lot to all my different guests, and uh, it means a lot. To know, sometimes I wish you guys wouldn't send me so much information about what you want for future shows. Sometimes it worries me that they like try to fill out forms and stuff. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, maskers, maskers. Jason Schultz writes: uh, If an astronaut gets sick in space, is he over the weather? Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good expression. Mm-hmm. I thought you'd like that one. Yeah, there's not a lot of sick astronauts, so it'll only get used, you know, mm-hmm. ten or twenty times in the next. But do they years. use that? I think that'd be a clever thing for an astronaut to say. I'm feeling a little over the weather. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good one. Yeah, it is. It's good. I like that one. Bill Feinberg writes, uh, is it acceptable to refer to a woman's bra as her boob pants? No. (laughs) You wouldn't want to say, hey, let me take off your boob pants. Yeah. (laughs) Stay away from the word boob in general, unless you're using it to call somebody an idiot. You think it's... Oh, he's a real boob. I think when you're around other guys, I think it'd be funny to call a girl's, look at those boob pants. Yeah, it would work if you were telling you, okay, guys. Yeah, okay, yeah. if you're around other guys. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll compromise. The boob pants. Okay, so you're with me on that. Boob pants. Um, I still lace. like uh, I still like um, finger knees. I think that I think that's something we're going to go with. That might be a winner. Finger knees. I think that might make it. Um, Bradley David Parsons writes, uh, Carob, the hippie of the chocolate world. Hmm. What's it called? Carob? Carob. You know, carob chips? No. no? Aristotle doesn't know. I don't know. This may be a good time to tell you that you you are a little bit psychotic. You have some things that you need to go see somebody about. Wait, me or, or Bradley David Parsons? I think both of you could stand and go to therapy together. It's possible his name is Bradley David Parsons Carob. And then the question is just the hippie of the chocolate world? Like yeah. maybe he's asking if he's the hippie of the chocolate world. I don't think I'm he joking. Is. Yeah. Carob's, <laughs> Carob's, Carob chips are like chocolate chips. I don't, I'm surprised you haven't. They're basically a little bit healthier, I think, supposedly, than... Look, we have some on the computer here. See how quick Aristotle is? Wow. He's got us some... What does it say? Are those like cartoons of carobs? Pictures? Yeah, those are pictures. Yeah, not they're... a lot of carob cartooning going on. Yeah, not, not anymore. No. Uh, people, yeah, people didn't know what they were. Not these days. Yeah, not, not in this day and age. Um, so you don't think... I, I, carob chips are a little bit more... A um, little bit more... Uh, uh, healthy, I think, than the mm-hmm. regular chips. Zach Williams writes, reading books, just an excuse to make douchey comments about the movie based on those books? Hmm. <laughs> Not always, because a lot of books were never made into movies. Right. So, yeah. It's hard. I mean, I if you read the book, it's just never going to be as good as... Uh, the right. movie's never going to be as good. Do you, do you often just... A movie comes out, and you just read the book first, because you know... You better read it first because the book will ruin the movie and not vice versa. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to recommend. I don't do that necessarily. I don't, you know, but I I, I don't know. It's a conundrum. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would be an official book of conundrums? Yeah, it's a quotable conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Lee writes, I was just driving behind a Toyota Corolla with a four-doors for more horrors, license plate cover. Oh my God. <laughs> that is not the way to make friends. That's a great callback uh, to one of our, but apparently that, that exists. Is that true? Stephanie Lee at Steph aside. Yeah. We like Stephanie. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't know. I, I don't know if she's, I think she's telling the truth. That it's You don't a, want that on your bumper sticker. It's not really, yeah, you don't. It's, uh, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't, it only tells you negative things about the person. Yeah. What is it again? Four horrors? Um, four doors for more horrors. Jesus. Also just bragging that you have a sedan. You're like, yeah, that's right. I got two backseat doors. <laughs> you don't have to climb in. I hate it when this happens. I don't know who wrote this, but if we, cashing in with TJ fans, had to militarize, would we call ourselves the 12 and a half arm knee? I mean, yeah, I like that. You know, I'm I like so sorry. Part. I don't, I don't have your, your info written here. It's so the 12 and a half arm knee. That's a good one. Yeah. That's our army is they consider themselves an arm knee. Yeah. Or how about instead of cracking knuckles, cracking our finger knee. Our finger knees? Crack you with my finger yeah. knees. You looking for a finger knee sandwich, motherfucker? <laughs> Step aside. <laughs> Job McAdams right, is a camel that eats another camel a camel? A camelist, yeah. Camelist. Yes, she's yeah, right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Job, do you think that's a, a girl or a boy? Job McAdams? I think a boy, right? You're not sure, mm-hmm. and there's no way not for sure. you to find out? I'm not sure. It's an interesting I'll thing look. to ask a question about. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll ask okay. Job. Josh Nash writes, uh, Josh always writes his funny stuff. Is a humble opinion really a contradiction? Isn't an opinion loaded with hubris and ego? A little bit, yeah, in my humble opinion. Well, you're just trying to say, like, I don't, you know, my opinion isn't what goes. So in that sense... But yeah, other than that, yeah, I think he's right on. What about when people say, uh, my kids, I know everyone says their kids are really smart, but my kid is really smart. Don't you think by saying that beforehand, it's no longer even a, um, it doesn't even offset what you're about to say. You almost have to say it twice. I think you have to say, I know a lot of people say that they say that their kids are smart. And then a lot of people also say that. But I'm just saying my kid is smart. Don't you think you have to say it three times now? Because so many people say it twice. Yeah. Everybody th- everybody does think their kid is like brilliant. Yeah. It's so pathetic. Yeah. How many people just go, I know a lot of people say the kids are smart. Idiot, my kid's stupid. really yeah. not smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that, that would be more honest, <laughs> brutally honest uh, <laughs> parenting for sure. Yeah, not. I mean, I uh, in my humble opinion, no, it's not a. I, I did you conclude it's a contradiction or not? I think a little bit. Yeah, I, it's not, it's not meant to be, but yeah, when you say it, yeah. Nick Davis writes, uh, "What does a butt tattoo say about a person?" I think it says great she's thing. got a great ass. <laughs> she's got a big great ass. That's from Michael Mann's early saga crime piece, uh, uh, Heat. <laughs> What does it say about a person? Do people have butt tattoos? Is that like, it's on the, the cheeks, right? Yeah, they'll put them on the cheeks. That, that's a bad one. You know, I like tattoos. I hang out with a girl who has uh, tattoos on her side and on her back. But not on the butt. On the, on the butt is a little weird. It's just a little much. Why, mm-hmm. why, put, why put something on the butt? Well, again, I mean, the, the, the butt, uh, the breast, there's areas that just don't need any extra. Yeah. You know, the breast already has a, a nipple, which is which is its own which tattoo. we like. Yeah. It, has, it has its own natural yeah, it's a, tattoo. It's a physical tattoo. It's a physical tattoo that we can see and feel. So there's no reason to uh, distract from that. Right. Exactly. Uh, now, if you do put a tattoo on an area, it, there are people. It's weird if you have a weird discoloration somewhere or something. I you know. 
Yeah. You, that's where you choose to do it. Alligator scales. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of alligator scales, uh, Brian Almedia, Almeida, A-L-M-E-I-D-A, writes, if you kill a gator with anything that has a handle, have you earned the right to say, quote, see you ladle, alligator? Mm. It ruins the rhyme. <laughs> the way to fix it is, see you ladle, alligator. Well, you could combine it with the camel. Yeah. See, so if, see you later, kill a, if you kill a camel, if you kill a, can, a, a camel with a ladle, and you eat the and, and you're and you're also a camel, right? So this you're a camel. Yeah, this is not complicated. No, no, this is going to work. If you if you, I'm a really smart person. That's what my parents said. If you eat, if you if you if a camel that eats other camels kills a camel with a ladle. It would be see you late. Would it be see you ladle, camel? It still wouldn't rhyme with it. That's amazing. Uh, it that's, doesn't matter. It's so good. It's really not going to be camel animal. It's really not going to be a, a, a T.J. Miller quotable, is it? And they're just quotables, and I am positive it will not be. Yeah. Oh, that's so hurtful. Mm-hmm. Last one. Last one. It's so fun having you on the show. I really, Thanks for having me. I'm just really going to miss you. I, 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 I really. It's so great having you on the show. I. I I love having you on the show. It's great. Last one. Um, this is uh, this is one that um, I also don't know who wrote. I'm so sorry about that. Here's a triple banger. Granola Musili for cowards. Hmm. I don't know if there's any. Yeah, maybe. You think so? But who's eating either one of those? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you eat the Kashi stuff. <laughs> Oh, God, just have some kale. <laughs> Listen, buddy, I um. Well, thank you for having me. Well, yeah, you, thanks man. for coming on the show. You know, I always, you know, I personally always love having you on the show. Well, I can't wait to do it again. And it, well, I mean, here's the thing, and I, I, I don't even know how to, I'm just going to have to give you the, I, I was sent a petition by the 12 and a half, and they uh-huh. specifically, just read the petition. I, it's, you don't have to ruffle it so much. Just they sent it to the me, and I, I, I'm not. I'm not responsible for this. I feel really bad about it. I I don't know what to say, man. I feel. Uh. I mean, I I'm so sorry about this. I oh my I just, god! I know. I I feel horrible. I I, I love was having driving behind a Toyota Corolla with four doors for more whores. <laughs> no, it's on the other side. Oh, okay. Yeah, they sent me a. Oh my god! Uh, a petition to not have TJ on the show. Yeah, I I'm so sorry about this. I love having you on the show. I, really I don't know what to fun. do, but I mean, we only have I only have twelve mm. and a half listeners. I have to have to listen to what they want. Yeah, if they all I love want having it. you on the uh, show. I mean, maybe we could bummer. do a different show at some point. Wait. It's, I mean, I just feel horrible. Here in the fine print, it says TJ is limited to uh, TJ Hooker and TJ Max. What? Yeah, look. Are you, what the, who the, what the, Gordon, here's the who? What the, when the, are you serious? Let me see. Let me see. God, I just, it's hard to unruffle it. Oh, it does. It says, it just says that this only applies to TJ Maxx and TJ Hooker. That's so strange because neither of them do the show that often. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. So you can do the show again. Yeah. Oh, you don't seem that excited. Well, 
I am. <laughs> I like that. That's like my father. How are you doing? I'm excited. <laughs> really? You don't sound excited. I am. Uh, this is a really big relief because I've loved having this you on the show. This is great. So I can still come on the show. You can still come on the show. I'm just going to have to make sure I you don't cancel wear anything some of the... Aristotle, Max, cancel, but... cancel those invites to TJ Maxx and TJ Hooker. Yeah, you should uh, not be. I'm so glad I'm you so can glad. continue the show. Well, let's let's see each other soon. Thank you for coming let's on today. It. It, it, it's, it means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah. Duke Ellington. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 